Hello everybody. You're probably thinking, hmm, Travis sounds different today. And yes, I'm currently getting over a slight cold from last week, and I'm actually not Travis. My name is Finner, and I'm currently interning with the amazing team here at Fool and Scholar Productions. And I'm here today to tell you about the last city. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. A geo-engineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors like Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Torado, and Maury Sterling. You can follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. A big thanks to Wondery for supporting shows like The White Vault. And now, on with the scheduled programming. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Dating back to the 1400s, explorers from across the world began to search for a way through the Arctic Sea to establish new trade routes around the world. After centuries of attempts and failures, a way through the Arctic seemed to be a myth, a legend. But we know it now as the Northwest Passage, so we obviously found a way through. The journey of getting there claimed no small portion of human lives. But it also provides a beautiful experience for the modern-day nature enthusiast. Here we go. So we are in the busy room. Yeah, it's a busy room. The ice lounge. Today we woke up. There were some whales. We saw some yeah, whales. Humpback whales. Yeah. It was that very, was at 6 a.m. They were surrounding us on all sides. It was really. It was amazing. It was a great way to wake up. Some amazing ice. We were right in a glacial bay. I got to record some some avalanches, which was really cool. That was really cool. But then the most wonderful thing that we did today. That kind of pinnacle of Arctic experience that people say they either really want to do it or they, oh no, I would never do that. Yeah. Is the Arctic plunge. The polar plunge. And it was cold. It was, it was, it was cold. I think somebody said that the water was 27 degrees Fahrenheit, but of course it's not frozen because it's seawater, salt water. Uh, and it was, again, a fantastic experience. And we got to hug the glacier. So, not everything in the Arctic is a tragedy, and in fact, the Arctic Sea provides an unforgettable experience. On the ocean's surface, a series of icebergs drift with the tide, 
and ships find themselves playing a careful game of chess with Mother Nature herself. You never know what might happen in these waters, and even something as innocent as a polar plunge can hand you something unexpected. Although this story comes from the other end of the world, near the South Pole. For that, we join Captain Martin Grazer. Hello, I'm Martin. I'm the captain of the National Geographic Resolution, right? So, yeah, and you asked me to tell a good story, and I have a number of good stories. And, yeah, I've been going to Antarctica since 24 years, so there is a lot that happens when you go down to Antarctica for 24 years. And one story was we were down there with a yacht, and we were, as far as I know, remember, by a place called the Fish Islands. And there was a lot of ice, like um, fast ice, and we did actually traditionally do the polar plunge from the fast ice, right? So we set up a ladder on the side of the ice edge, and then we would run off the ice edge and, and so actually jump the into ship, the water. Not from this ship, it's not. It's right off the edge of the ice, right? And, and then we had the ladder, and then we had to climb up again, right? So uh, we usually had a station set up with hot drinks or, or, or shots or whatever, you know. And so the clients were all out, and I was usually opening the, the polar plunge. And so I was just about to get ready to pull a plunge and to run off the thing. And I was standing at the edge when, like, a whale popped up, and it's not, <laughs> it's not a joke. So it was a humpback whale, and it just surfaced right in front. If I would have jumped a second earlier, I would have jumped on the back of a humpback whale. <laughs> probably broken a few bones or so. Temperatures in those waters get down to 2 degrees Celsius, while the Arctic is generally slightly warmer. But the vast majority of the ocean at either pole remains just below the freezing point for salt water. So even though it might appear desolate, beneath the Arctic's surface is home to a thriving marine world teeming with variety. Another polar plunge story, because I have already told one polar plunge story. There was another good one when we were all, we just had finished a polar plunge. And it was, I don't remember what that was. It was also the same setup on the ice, you know, with a table. And we were all standing in a circle around. And then a crab eater seal popped out of the water and flew by all the people. Like it was just leaping out of the water, how they leap out of the water yeah, and onto the ice. The and they, a lot of with a lot of speed, and they were not looking. <laughs> and they, the, the, the crab eater seal landed in the group of, of people. And actually, the, who is the captain now on the Hansi Explorer and who was my chief mate at the time, Jens, he had to step back. And there's a <laughs> photograph because somebody was taking photos anyways. So he caught the right moment with his seal flying by and the, like Jens with his big eyes. Like, and the seal just flew by. And so the seal landed on the ice in the middle of the group. We all stepped back. And then the seal looked around and it was like, the seal was so scared, it kept running on the fast ice, just kept going, 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 going. I was like, it never stopped, and just looked back, and there's still people, and went, went up to the horizon, like it never stopped. It was so scared when it landed in a group of people. Not all surprises are as pleasant or comical. You may have heard of some of the less successful attempts in finding the Northwest Passage. There are two ships in particular that come to mind, the HMS Erebus and the HMS Terror. The Erebus, on her first voyage to the Arctic, traveled further south than any other ship had gone before. And so, with a newfound confidence, the Erebus and Terror, led by Captain Sir John Franklin, returned south to establish a new trade route connecting the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. Sailing off into the mist, the Erebus and Terror were never seen or heard from again. And the 129 men on board perished. 
Expeditions in the Arctic are inherently risky and require no small amount of planning and routine maintenance to make possible. This is where a team expedition leader comes into play. The expedition leader ensures crucial information is being communicated properly between captain and crew, as well as organizing proper training and research for the trip before departure can even happen. One such expedition leader is Alexander Christianstodier. We are recording. I'm Travis Vengroff. I'm Caitlin Statz. And I'm Alexandra. And what do you do here on the boat? I work as the assistant expedition leader on board. Okay. And I'm from Iceland. What, what is your uh, discipline of, of study, or what was your discipline of study? I'm studying environmental engineering environmental at the University of Iceland. And what is environmental engineering for those who are just like, okay, we know engineering is usually structural mathematics. And all, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're looking at solutions um, for climate change, or things that basically help protect the environment. So these are infrastructures such as um, wind turbines or recycling centers, all sorts of waste management processes, and looking at actually measuring how the climate change is happening. Like what the impact is having so it's really cool very interesting <laughs> and then if someone was interested in learning more about that where would they where would they check that out google the arctic is a hotbed for research pertaining to climate change and it's easier to measure exactly what's happening due to things like polar ice caps reacting in real time to the earth's environment on july 17th of 2022 svalbard recorded its highest melt volume to date this is significant because the excess meltwater began to pour into the Atlantic, causing sea levels to rise. If the trend sticks, and we eventually reach the point of our ice caps melting to completion, the global sea levels would rise 70 meters, or 230 feet, causing every one of the world's coastal cities to vanish beneath the waves. It's no wonder Alexander is such a fan of this story. The story is set in wintertime in Iceland, and I think as a kid I kind of related to it a little bit. As a kid in Iceland in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and the story is about a little girl and a raven. And this was back in the day when people used to live in like these torf, tor, torf, torf is what we call it in Iceland. Turf houses. Yeah, yeah. turf houses <laughs> and made of grass. And uh, there was the, the people that lived there, they didn't really like the ravens and stuff. But this little girl. She saw this raven who was always standing outside in the cold and she felt bad for him. And she decided that she wanted to you know, try and give him some food. And her parents were like, no, 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 you need to eat your food. We don't have enough, you know, you eat your own food. But this little girl, she would sneak out and she would go bring this little raven food. And throughout the winter, every day, she would go out and give him a little bit of her food, just a little nibble. And the raven, you know, would always kind of, kind of be, be a little bit cautious because they were always used to people being mean to them. And, um, and he would hop closer and closer each time she would give him. And then it got to the point where she could give him from her hand. He was very close. And then deep in the winter, very late in the season, the raven didn't hop closer to her. And it kind of hopped backwards. And she, she thought it was very weird. And she started kind of following him a little bit. And he always kept on retreating further and further. And it got to the point where she was getting really far away from the farmhouse. And she thought this was very strange. But she kept on following him. Okay. And suddenly, this big avalanche comes. It completely wipes out the whole farm. And everybody on the farm died. But this little girl lived, all because of the raven. Oh my gosh. That's a great story. 
Ravens have been a crucial aspect of Icelandic lore, dating back to the era of Nordic gods. And with that, there's an old Icelandic saying, God gives reward for the raven. It means those who feed ravens will be rewarded by them. Alexandra's story is a perfect reminder of how important it is to be good to nature. Soon we'll hear from other brave souls where we'll learn about life as an Arctic expeditionalist in post-Soviet Russia. Then after that, a monster tale, a deeper look at living on ice, and the systems invented to make it all work. But for now, we'll leave it here. Edited and produced by Dane Leonardson. Music by Brandon Boone and Dane Leonardson. A special thanks to Alexandra Kristianstovir and Martin Grazer. These interviews were recorded using a prototype of the Nomino sound capsule. Special thanks to Stein Begustel and the Nomino team for sponsoring these recordings and letting us play with their amazing technology, allowing these interviews to take place outside in 20 km per hour winds, during a zodiac landing and while breaking through pack ice. The newest story in the mysterious and terrifying world of the White Vault is scheduled to release in October. To support the show and the team behind it, join the Fool and Scholar Productions Patreon. Get more stories and answers to the world's many mysteries at patreon.com slash foolandscholar. Thank you for listening, and try to keep warm. minutes. A transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 